Come along with us on a voyage of adventure and mystery. How will we travel? Through sound and imagination. Who travels with us? Two people in trouble, each determined to help the other, but separated by unimaginable distance. What is the bond between them? Relativity. Come along with us. All you have to do is subscribe to the Relativity Podcast. Available on iTunes, YouTube, and Podomatic. And at relativitypodcast.com. This is episode 33 of Discussing Who. We are talking with Lee Shackelford about his brand new audio serial that is going to be featured on his website, on iTunes, or all those great podcast players out there. So we will be joined by Lee Shackelford in a moment. But first off, I've got some news. But like I said, I want to welcome everybody back. We are fresh off of a live recording that we did on Facebook that Clarence and I did. That was episode 32, where we talked about the Civil War II or Marvel Civil War II. But before we get into our conversation with Lee, I do have some news items that I want to share with everyone. And the first item goes to Blue box bill. If you've ever listened to feedback that has been received to Dr. Who Podshock, the term blue box bill will be very familiar to you. And I just wanted to give a shout out to him. I'll also do this when we do our next Dr. Who Podshock. But I wanted to give a shout out to blue box bill as well on here for something that he did the other day on Facebook. Um, you guys may listen to, like I said, Dr. Who Podshock, and if you do, you will know that in episode 337, we reviewed the moon base. All right, well. That ought to puzzle one. <laughs> I'm puzzled myself. <laughs> but you did it so good. Oh, well. <laughs> This side, we usually start on that side of the pond, but we're going to start with this side of the pond, and we're going to start with Lee Shackelford, because this is his episode, number 337. And Yay! <laughs> it's my favorite number, 337. Yes. <laughs> and we'll give extra credit for those listeners that can figure out why. That's Remember, right. Anyone who's owned a... Yeah, pocket calculator or digital <laughs> clock. Will, <laughs> who's and, ever dropped their clock on the floor will know why and, Lee and, likes the number 337. Especially if you dropped it and it landed upside down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hi guys, it's great to be back. Yes, yes, good to have you back. And during that episode, I made a comment about pausing the episode, rewinding, pausing, rewinding, pausing, back and forth until I got all of 
a certain quote that the second doctor said within that episode. There are some corners of the universe which have read the most terrible things, things which act against everything that we believe in. They must be fought. Well, the information that I got from Blue Box Bill was actually to a website that he recommended. It's called Chrissy's Transcript Site. Basically, in a nutshell, if I had this website, I could have gone to it and which I could I could have Googled and found that, which I just didn't think about it. But thanks to Blue Box Bill, I know about this website. It's called Chrissy's Transcript Site. And I could have basically gone to that and found the exact quote that I wanted without having to pause, back up, pause, back up. So Blue Box Bill, thank you very much. Appreciate the information. And I will put Chrissy's website and a link on our web page at discussingwho.com. And again, once more, Blue Box Bill, thank you very much. All right, so our next bit of news goes to, we want to talk about an event, or I want to talk about an event that's going to be coming up in Saturday, or in May, uh, Saturday, May 20th, Sunday, May the 21st of 2017. It's Southern Geek Fest 2.0. It's located in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and there is the actor Peyton Wick, who portrayed Troy and Stranger Things, and as everyone might remember, Stranger Things is a Netflix original and is something that we actually reviewed in episode number 15. So if you are in Mississippi or somewhere near Mississippi and want to know more information about Southern Geek Fest, you can go to southerngeekfest.com, and if you do, tell them that Discussing Who sent you. Again, the dates of that are May the 20th and 21st, 2017 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. It is Southern Geek Fest 2.0. And in addition to Peyton Wick of Stranger Things, there are others that are going to be there. So they're all listed on the website. So go to the website, check it out. And again, tell them that Discussing Who sent you. So I have one more piece of news that I want to share with you. The website, companionsofthedoctor.com, and they can also be found at facebook.com backslash companionsdw. They have recently started featuring our Discussing Who episodes, and we just wanted to say thank you for that and to give them a shout out for doing so. So please feel free to visit them at facebook.com backslash companions dw and again let them know that we sent you so what are we going to be talking about tonight so if you've well if you've been listening to some of our previous episodes you will have heard lee mention something called the relativity podcast and this is something that lee has put together i have had the opportunity to read the first 10 episodes. I'm not going to give any spoilers here, but I can tell you that I sat down and read five episodes in one sitting and then another five episodes in a second sitting. And I am absolutely excited to be able to listen to what he has created. He and Alana, Elena, excuse me, not Alana, Jordan have come together and created. I can't wait to listen to that. 
So um, what I'm going to be doing tonight is actually pairing with Lee to create something that you might experience with listening to the Relativity Podcast. So here's what I can tell you you're about to listen to or listen to. We're going to create and present the next part of this show for this particular episode, similar to what you might, like I said, listen to in the first or second or third episode of Relativity. I'm going to be talking to Lee, but I'm going to not be talking to Lee via Skype. We're going to be doing it. um, Well, we'll just let you listen and find out. So without further ado, I'm going to turn some dials here and try a few things, which costs a little bit of space, which costs far reaches of space, not necessarily long, long ago, but don't really know, uh, to be honest with you, if it's a galaxy far away or not. Let's just assume that it is, I would guess. So let's see. Okay, everybody, let's see if this actually worked. Because, you know, uh, one thing I like to do, especially when we have Lee on, is to have his intros and his exits kind of have a sound effect. And considering what we're talking about tonight, the fact that he is traveling right now in a spaceship that is translocated uh, on a roadside or driving somewhere on a highway... I thought that would be appropriate for what we're going to be talking about tonight, considering that's what one of the characters is actually doing, except it's in space, not on a road. So welcome back, Lee Shackelford. Thank you. <laughs> I know, kind of corny, but hey, I couldn't resist. <laughs> and convoluted, too. But yeah. Have but yes, you ever... traveling with wheels on the ground. Exactly. Have you ever known me to just say, instead of, a plus B equals C. I like to say the capital A drawn cursively plus the lowercase b drawn in print equals something of a C. It's a lot more fun that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and here I go. You know, I think you're listening. It's it, Well, let me convolute it and jump back for a second. When 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 we got Lee, this was lost in some of the, you know, the transmission that you just heard. If you're listening, some of that trying to get Lee on, but I actually heard my own voice because Lee is listening to episode what thirty two uh, as he traveled. So he was listening to Clarence and I as he traveled, which is kind of cool. Uh, the episode of which you were. Uh, saying that you, you, you're going to start trying to, to take note of how many times you say absolutely. Yeah, that's what actually reminded me <laughs> that you exactly. were listening. Yeah. Well, well, mine is exactly so. All right. Well, maybe I'll adopt that because I, I remember yeah, when we I, first started well, doing this, I said so a lot. Sure. Well, let's get into what you're actually on to talk about today which is the podcast that you've been working on for the last several months, which is Relativity Podcast and located at RelativityPodcast.com. So here's what I want to do. I want to go back and before we even get into the idea of 
what relativity is all about and you giving us a preview of it. You mentioned when we did episode, I believe it was episode 16, you, you started talking about an idea you had and this was something that you wanted to do. You were always interested in the stage plays. So I want to expand on that a little bit further. Yeah. What, what about the old serials that you used to have on the radio that you are now bringing back in podcast form? What interests you so much about that? It's a good question, and I, I, I have spent a lot of time thinking about this, but I, I feel that it, it has to be the landscape of the imagination. That it's, it's almost like there are intermediate stages you know, of the way that a reader or an audience participates in narrative, if you know what I mean. Like, like when, you're re- when you're reading a book, you imagine everything, you know, mo- mo- the, what, what the author has brought to you is story uh, and character. But the details about those characters, the details about um, the way you envision places and events, that's all inside your head. And it's like radio drama is just one step beyond that, where you now have a specific voice for a character. And, and the way things happen have specific sounds. And very often there's music that supports it as well. So it's like um, reading a book plus. And then, you know, so obviously we move on to, to motion pictures and to, uh, or, or works on the stage, you know, where then you have a visual element. Now you can see what these, these characters look like and see the places they go to and so on. And, um, but the, the, the immense handiness of radio drama has just always thrilled me just to, uh, both as a listener and as a, as a writer and producer that, that, the idea that you can get a few people in front of a microphone and if the script has the story that, you know, uh, will be interesting for people to listen to, then you can create a whole world. You can go anywhere. You can do anything as long as you have the, the characters saying it and, a, and a, a landscape of sound that will support it. And my goodness, I'm talking for a long time. No, that's exactly Ooh. what we're supposed to be doing is I want to, I want to hear from, you know, I mean, I wouldn't, uh, to be quite brutal, I wouldn't ask the question if, I mean, I seriously wanted to know because, you know, I was sitting here thinking when you were talking, and I was, when you, especially when you were talking about a book, I was thinking, you, you take any book, you go, you walk into Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, whatever the bookstore is, or you go to Amazon.com and find any book, you know, whatever the mm-hmm. book. I read it, you read it, both of us read mm-hmm. a different book because of yep. uh, how we interpret it. Exactly. You know, and, and, and when you get into the, the sound of it, you know, I, w- I want to touch a little bit on what you did with Herlock. And, and for, for those of mm-hmm. you who may not know, Herlock was a web series pilot that Lee wrote and produced and uh, helped, you know, get to the web. And having said that, you had the visual medium, you had the actors, but also you had the visual aspect that you had to play up as far and I'm not trying to get into the monetary, but in the mm-hmm. but in looking at it from resources, you now are able to take a story and produce it in space. 
Whereas yeah. trying to have done Herlock in space would have been, well, you know, out of the question, probably. Right. Well, I, I, I was describing um, relativity to somebody uh, a couple of months ago, and they said, "Oh, okay. And if and if this uh, if your radio version flies, then maybe you'll make the uh, you'll make the the movie version." And, <laughs> and I I didn't laugh because you know they just didn't understand the immense gulf between one and the other. You know, I I you know all I could say is yeah, probably not. Because <laughs> yeah, well, once people start listening to relativity, you can imagine us trying to make a movie of this. There, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Probably not going to happen. And Probably the, not. Well, and the uh, cool thing with doing voices that, that is something that I haven't even thought about yet until just right now. You've got two people, but in effect, uh-huh. be, with either the person, him or herself, and or technology, you uh-huh. have a cast of... 10, a cast of 20, a cast, you know what I'm saying? With technology and your own voices, you could have created a third character to uh, work with if you so choose so at some point or have multitudes of characters, but you don't have to worry per se on relying. You can use your own voices or you can find somebody else or whatever. It just having that audio just opens up doors that wouldn't be there without audio. Absolutely, yeah, and you know it's um since we're discussing who, uh, you know it's one of the, the things that's magical about the big finish, Doctor Who adventures is that, you know even the the, the BBC is limited in in the kinds of things that they can do and depict on screen you know just in terms of resources, but the big finish shows are not, you know. Exactly. There's a long, a long continuity of Eighth Doctor Adventures where his traveling companion is a talking penguin. Right. Yeah. Right. Because or you've got the new, and I actually want to listen to this. There's the new uh, season of the River Song Adventures where she's teaming right. with uh, the Sixth and the Seventh Doctors. Yeah. And yeah, why not? <laughs> right. And why not? And yeah. they they look I mean, they may not look the same because of age. I mean, we don't look the mm-hmm. same as we did X, Y, Z years ago. But their voices, exactly. for the most part, sound the same. You know, um, so yeah. let me ask you let me ask you a question. And I want to um, talk about I've, I've said that there are two people that are participating in this. Yeah. The, tell us about your co-host. I mean, or your co-star, not your co-host. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Elena Jordan uh, is a, uh, a former student of mine. We are both uh, alumni of the University of Alabama at Birmingham's uh, Department of Theater. Long may its banner wave. And um, I just, so I've known her since she was a little kid. <laughs> and uh, she's just a, a, a colossal talent and just somebody that I, I uh, just like a lot. I feel I feel very paternal towards uh, Elena, and um, and in fact, that's as the series goes on. I hope that that's going to get mirrored in the characters that she and I are playing, because uh, the 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 guy that the character I'm playing is will find out old enough to be her father, and she uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil plot points here, but she's lost her father. We're going to learn pretty pretty early on. And so that's part of what's happening there is that he's he's going to end up being sort of a surrogate father to her. And 
Um, but uh, uh, Elena lives in uh, Hollywood, right where she belongs, and uh, she is uh, always out there working and doing things. And I just, um, I'm just delighted that I was able to give her a call and say, "Hey, you want to just get on the <laughs> do a do a, a long Skype call or whatever, where we record." an audio drama and it's just you and me. And, um, because I know that she, she can, she can do that. She can, you can just send her a script and what you'll get back is a, is a nuanced performance. She's that kind of performer. I, well, let me ask you this. One of the questions that I had, and I think you halfway or maybe totally just answered the question, Mike, (laughs) did you, okay. Well, I know from, Things that I've read over the years and just things that I've seen, you know, when you're a voice actor, you may have someone coming in doing Disney's, you know, you know, new movie or whatever that's animated or, or any, in anything where you're a voice actor, you may have one person who records their part in the spring of 2016 and another person who records their part in the fall of 2016. But whenever Mm -hmm. the thing is done, it's, you know, you can't, it's edited so well that you don't even know that. Did you guys each record your own parts and you're editing those together or did you do a complete run through and now you're editing it? How did you do that? We did a, uh, a read through just, you know, to sort of find what works and what doesn't in the script. Uh, in one marathon phone call, we, we read 10 episodes and the episodes are about 10 minutes long each. So that was, you know, that, that was, it was like being in a play. Uh, stage play, you know, because it was about two hours that way. And then after I, I worked on the script a little bit, and she and I had some conversations, and then we recorded those same ten episodes in one great go uh, in the middle of the night one night, because um, uh, she and I are separated by three time zones as well, so that's also complicated. But um, uh, she's one of the hosts on the. Uh, the internet series uh, after buzz you know that that talks about uh, various tv shows and she finished an episode of after buzz and then uh, you know went into another studio and we got on the phone and yeah we, we did 10 episodes <laughs> so so t- so tell me this and i know you know from other conversations that we've had both on the air with uh, discussing who as well as either via communication via text or via you know just other you know talking one on one uh we've we've talked about how the editing is something that you've an art that you and i both have given you appreciation to Louis Trapani for so tell me of what it's been like editing together this vision that's in your head and you're editing that and everybody as you've obviously figured out just like what happens in relativity the serial 
same thing happened. That's why we're doing this call or this uh, episode just like this is so that we could create this same illusion that what you're going to experience <laughs> in relativity. That's right. So let yeah. me let me ask you something, Lee. I know, you know, I was right in yeah. the middle of asking you a question and it kind of got lost in time. So let me jump to another question. And I just yeah. said the word, which is my question, relativity. Ah. Yeah. Why Relativity. Yeah, that's a good question, and uh, and as the uh, series is going on, I'm I'm uh, I'm sort of um, trying to remember now how that got started. My first idea was, I was just sort of asking myself, could would it be possible to to do a radio drama that was about two people who were basically on the phone, you know, about this one long, and things are going badly on both ends of the call for, for each of these people. And these people care about each other and each of them is trying to help the other. And that's the, that's the drama. That's the conflict of the episode is um, how do you help somebody that you can't, when all you can do is talk to them. Um, and, and I think one of the things I thought about, about that was that how important this is for us as social creatures, as human beings is being able to, uh, be connected to each other and to relate to one another. Because when the day is done, we are all the same, really. We are different, of course, but everybody, everybody suffers. Everybody has things happen to them. Everybody wants and needs connection to other people. And, and, th- and I used the word relativity in my own thoughts. And I thought, oh, well, this is going to be a space adventure. Uh, just call it relativity, um, because that really is what it's about. It's it's about the fact that everything and everybody is really connected. All right. So let me ask you a question here. So so if I hear you correctly, you're saying yeah. that um, these two characters, even though they well, well, let me ask you this. You and I yeah. have never met. Is that not a, we have never met face to face. All right. So yes. we have known each other now for going on two years. And in that uh-huh. time, we've been on Doctor Who Podshock together. We've been part of discussing who together. And while we follow each other on Facebook, we've made a connection. We've, you know, I feel like on some level, that I know who Lee Shackelford is. And I think for the same, you would probably say that's true on your side for me. Would that be a true statement? I, I, I can now consider you and Clarence both among my best friends. All right. We've never been in the same room together. But, 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 yeah. but, but you have developed, you know, between all of us, we've developed an understanding and a relativity amongst each other. Would that be true? And I think, God, did I lose you again? Oh, no, I, I can hear you. Okay, good deal. All right, so let me okay. let me take that one step further. Dave Cooper, yeah. as uh, for uh, anyone who does <laughs> not know the name Dave Cooper, he's on the Cultum Collective and Doctor Who Podshot. Neither of us have ever met Dave Cooper. Would that not be true? Yeah. And yeah, for the two thousand miles, <laughs> correct. Yeah. And, and when you, what made me think of what you said was about the when you were talking about Elena and having the time difference, and look mm-hmm. at our time difference that we have with, uh, with, uh, you, you know, with Dave, and yeah. you know that's six seven hours difference here. So my point that I'm trying to make 
and being overly wordy and elaborate as I sometimes am, is here are these three people, four people, five people, you know, all these people who have never met, but yet you've created this knowingness amongst each other all across just hearing voices. That's right. And, and, and so I think that goes one step further into your story and, and this relationship that you're developing with these two characters. So I think the name works. I, I have to think that the experience of working on uh, Podshock and discussing who is really what got me thinking about these things in the first place is that I do feel a very, a very strong connection with Dave Cooper, who I've never met. And is, as you say, six time zones away, you know, very often we're recording a, a pod shock or something and he'll, he'll say, well, lads, you know, the sun's about to come up here, so I'm going to. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it's, well, and at the same time, you know, my, my, uh, I, I've spoken often of my, uh, my filmmaker buddy, really my, my best friend in the, in the world, my best guy friend, anyway, uh, David Duncan. He, he was working on a, a project that had, um, somebody in the, in the, um, uh, the brains of the operation, whatever the people are, the money, I guess they were in Switzerland, but the clients were in China. So they were trying to schedule phone calls, not only across time zones, but across the international dateline. So David, in, he's in Los Angeles, you know, and it's 6 PM on Friday and they're talking, <laughs> the client is, it's Saturday. Right. And, and it all makes sense. And, and we, we live in this world now where that kind of thing is possible. And it didn't used to be. And I, I think that also had me thinking, there's going to be a time when we're going to be talking to people who are a billion miles away and still remain connected to them. Or a billion years. Or a billion years away. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. You could call and, you know, let me call back and talk to my younger self. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. All right, so I have yeah. some more questions for you. The, na the you know, we know it's Relativity Podcast or Relativity, that's yeah. the name, but your tagline yeah. is a sci-fi serial for your ears and mind. And it's almost hypnotic the way you say that <laughs> in uh, the promos that you've done. So my next question to you is, where did that come from? What, what made you, and what is it about it that is a sci-fi serial for your ears and mind? Well, I was trying to find a, a single sentence that would, that would explain it very quickly is I wanted people to understand that this is a, a, an audio drama. So this is something for your ears and your mind. And, uh, which, you know, without having to explain it, that says, and don't, this is not video, so don't look for the pictures. You know, this is this is for you to imagine. But I also wanted people to understand right away that this is this is a, a, a science fiction. There's a lot of things out there in the podcasting universe um, about relativity, about Einstein's theory of relativity, um, and those are all factual, you know, so I wanted to, to be clear, this is science fiction and to let people know this is not episodic. If you listen to episode one, you, you are, I hope going to want to listen to episode two and three and four and so on. So yeah, I tried to get all that into a few words and that's so yeah, sci-fi serial for your ears and mind that I hope that covers it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the, the whole idea of the serial 
You know, I growing up was a big fan of soap operas, uh, yeah. and and that whole thing. I mean, like I can still hear it today, um, and I think I've even got an audio clip, and I may play it uh, on this. <laughs> is I can still hear that, and now the next part of another world, and then that join yeah. us each weekday for the continuing story of another world. You know, that whole idea of that—that that it's a continuing. That you, you build and you build and you build and you build, not just, well, let's watch one anthology episode and that be it, and then let's go on something different. And uh, I don't know if you or I have ever talked about this before, but my first experience after loving uh, radio dramas for many, many years, but when I finally got the chance to write it's a, um, an educational uh, a radio serial called Body Love, which I know sounds pornographic, but it was about uh, uh, the goal was to educate the audience about uh, diet and exercise and particularly about uh, staving off diabetes and hypertension. And that was funded by the Alabama School, the UAB uh, uh, School of Public Health. And, um, and we also then we got a big grant so we could we could really do it, do it professionally, do it proud. And. I led the team of writers who, who wrote all those episodes. Then this ran for four years uh, in syndication. And um, I think if you Google it, Body Love, B-O-D-Y-L-O-V-E, you may find some episodes floating around out there yet today. The last I heard, it was actually being played on the radio stations in the Caribbean, which I think is terrific. But um, and see, uh, what was the point? Was no, 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 that, no, 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 that is the point. And you know what's really interesting, and it leads into something else that I was going to comment on, which is the entire power of creation and being able to create different things and be able to create things that are. Um, Hello here. This is actually kind of fun with it going like kind of in and out. I know it's probably frustrating on your end, but this is kind of like, okay, this is so from what I've read about your 10 episodes that are coming up with the, with, you know, with the story. So here, so here's what I was saying. I, 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 I think you were just saying an, a, a testament of the power of creation of being able to take something, whether it's written, whether it's verbal, whether it's visual, and then just be able to create that and, and it live on whether it is being played in the Caribbean or whether it is finding a lost, um, Doctor Who episode that's been lost, you know, that people think, uh, was erased yeah. and whatever, you know, and it lives on and it's, uh, even, even with the podcast that we're doing, you know, whether it's this or whether it's what you're about to do or whether it's pod shock or whatever, all these other, you know, it's people putting themselves out there and it's, it lives on way beyond that, you know, that just that one episode. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So let me ask you this. Um, tell the listeners if they don't know anything about relativity, and you, and I'm going yep. at it from the perspective of I've read the ten episodes. I know what that first uh, what I've got in store for me. So having said that, just set it up. Give us a synopsis of 
why you should on the next coming few days go out to iTunes or go to your website and listen? Why should they tell us about it? Well, I'm hoping that the people who listen to discussing who are, I'm thinking are probably our, our target audience exactly, because I grew up on uh, comic book science fiction, and um, particularly the Fantastic Four, and um, and for me the attraction there has always been about the the scale of stories and about the unpredictability of um, you know the, the bizarre things that can happen and. And that's really, it, it's really a Stan Lee kind of story that I'm trying to write here. Um, it is the, 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 the basic setup that you'll get in the first two minutes of listening to uh, episode one is that uh, this is a conversation between mission control and a spaceship. And um, this is apparently in the future since there's a giant spaceship that has uh, come from Earth. And um, we, I, I don't establish anywhere in the first 10 episodes where this spaceship is, how far away from the Earth it is, or where it's going, because these are mysteries that I want to keep uh, trailing out there for a while. But um, on board the ship is uh, a guy who's uh, uh, Christopher Mason. That's the role I'm playing. And he's, uh, he's, a, he's a doctor. He's the ship's doctor. And it's a conversation between him and Sophia, uh, the the very uh, extraordinarily capable uh, person sitting in the flight director's chair at Mission Control, and things are not going well on either end of the of the uh, the conversation, and that's that's really what it what it's about. All right, so let me ask you a question, and if this is a Spoiler at some point in the story say, you know what, you'd ha you, you're just going to have to listen. But one, right. one thing that I have always been interested to, to learn, because naming a character, in my opinion, is a very intimate, very one-on-one -on -one with that character that you're creating. Christopher sure. Mason. Yeah. What, what, what about that name? just said to you, okay, that's it. That's the name I want to use for that character. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked <laughs> because I agree. I, I, I try to take great care with naming characters. Christopher and Sophia are the middle names of my stepchildren, ah. of Karen's children. Okay. And, uh, and that's just something I wanted to do that I thought would be, uh, you know, a sweet thing for that. Maybe the two of them would enjoy. Um, and I told both of them about this and, and their reaction has been, Okay, whatever. So, <laughs> hey, it's so, the thought that counted. So I struck out on that one. Yeah, do what? It's the it's the thought that counted. It's the thought. Yeah, I I like to think years from now they'll cherish it. But yeah, but um, but the other thing is that I um, I love that uh, that uh, Jason, that my stepson, that his middle name is Christopher because that is a name I have always loved. Uh, I love that um, that was a, that was going to be the name of the captain of the Enterprise. You know? Right, right, Christopher uh, Pike, right. Through, through the, yeah, exactly, and I've and I've always loved uh, Captain Pike. It's that's a whole that's a whole episode unto itself. We we'll talk about the cage, but um, when um, when I first started writing science fiction, and I'm talking about when I was ten, eleven, twelve years old, uh, I was writing about the adventures of um, of a, uh, a, a a sort of a Buck Rogers kind of guy, a, a dashing uh, um, you know space adventurer, and um, 
and I wanted him to be called Christopher because I loved um, I loved how that sounded for Captain Pike. And I remember asking my sister, who is older and wiser, and I said, "What do you think would be a great, just a great sound for a last name? You know, give, give me a give me a mellifluous flow." His first name is Christopher. His last name is, and she said, as I remember, without missing a beat, Mason. Okay. And I said, "Wow, I completely love that." So th- that's that's where Christopher Mason comes from, but. Not that anybody cares. No, but 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 coming from uh, someone who, I mean, myself, anytime I've ever created something, and tell me if uh, you 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 feel the same way. You start putting names together, and you and you you try to make it gel. And no matter how much you make it gel, until you get to that moment to where it clicks, you just yep. you you just know at that point. Exactly. You know, yeah. and and then it, after it clicks, then that that character that now, now I may be wrong here, but but tell me your opinion. Once that name clicks, it's almost as if that character then takes a life of his or her own self. Mm-hmm. Yep. It does for me. I don't know if all writers feel that way, but. Um... You know, I was just being reminded. We were, you and I were talking about Sherlock earlier. That um, the um, uh, the name Sharonford has turned up in the the current uh, Sherlock uh, TV series, and uh, that was very nearly his his that character's name. Um, so that's sort of a, a wink to people who know that bit of trivia about Sherlock Holmes. That. And Dr. Watson, in the first draft of Conan Doyle's first story about them, uh, his name was Armin Sacker. Okay. All and, right. And looking back on it, it's just hard to imagine. You know, Sharonford Holmes and Armin Sacker. No, no, that no. doesn't work. No, no. Well, let me ask yeah. you a question. This is something that I uh, actually ask uh, a, while watching the current season of Sherlock that's going on right now, mm-hmm. which is... In in the original Sherlockian lore of the original books yeah. and printings of the stories, was Doctor Watson married? Yes, absolutely. Okay, because I didn't remember yeah, he, even with the Jeremy Brett versions, I did not recall mm-hmm. them ever referring to his wife. Yeah, yeah, he marries Mary, and um, so uh, for a lot of us, as soon as the character Mary turned up in this in this reimagining of. Sherlock of the 21st century, we said, uh-oh, well, we know where this is going. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Um, and Mary leaves the picture in the 60 original stories at some point, too, and we're never, uh, it's, it's still, it's not, um, it's not made explicit what exactly happened to her. So, yeah. Well, and now we know. Hint, well, now we know. <laughs> now we know. Well, no, no spoilers, but, uh, for right. anybody that hadn't watched yet, but now we know. All right. Well, Lee, I just want to say thank you. I know you're out driving and, uh, you've been listening to episode 32 where we were talking about civil wars. So do you have, I don't know how much you've listened to. So do you have any comments on what Marvel has been doing with civil war that you want to comment on? I have had no interest in reading those comics and listening to you guys talking about them. I feel like I made the right bet. Yeah, unfortunately um, for Marvel, uh, that's true. Yeah, it's it, it really is sad. But, you know, I, it, it's making me think about the, the fact that I grudgingly 
started reading uh, all the Secret War titles. And when was Secret War? When, the, that was that was well. The original one was back in '84, but this one was last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I still, you know, so okay, so this has been 30 years. This has been 33 years, right? Right. Am I doing the math right? Yeah, you're doing. I, I think I, so. I read. A, I read all the Secret Wars books, and by the end of that, I had this giant pile of comic books that I didn't want to keep. Right. Because I just, it was so disappointing. So all of these multi, uh, multi-story multi crossover books, I just, I'm, I'm still burnt from Secret Wars. I'm just not, I'm not interested. I don't, so. You know, and, and I know part yeah. of that is us getting older, and we're not, you know, it's almost, we're, we're a little jaded. It doesn't, it's not it's, new anymore. Uh, but but I'm so tired. A little bit. Yeah. But, 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 but you know, I, I would rather be able to have just a good story, not the fact that you've got an event for the sake of an event, for the sake of, let's, oh, well, this one's delayed. Let's go ahead and start our next event. I mean, you know, you've got so many of, mm-hmm. when somebody's died for the 50th time, whoever that character is, you kind of lose right. your fascination with them. Well, that's right. You know, my my favorite comic, you know, from the beginning was uh, Fantastic Four, and and they got into this thing where the big uh, every now and then the bomb would go off and it would say, "Is this the end of the Fantastic Four?" Meaning that they're breaking up, right? That they just can't be in the same room with each other. And after that was done about the tenth time, (laughs) you know, even the diehard fans like me, we we started saying, "Whatever." Well, you do know that there is no uh, Fantastic Four book anymore. I do. I do. And I know why. And you know why. And somehow that's even sadder than the fact that there's no Fantastic Four for the first time. Ever. Since, well, uh, since Marvel became Marvel. Marvel, Right. And, um, you know, they can say as many times as they want that it's not because of that. It's because of that. Yeah. Yeah, It is. Uh, uh, and that's just sad. It's just it's just spite. It's just petty. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, See, you'll you'll be proud of me because I almost did it, but I stopped myself. I did not say the the word I always say. I'm just going to say exactly. <laughs> well, that's right. Okay. Well, we'll just switch for a while, then I'll say absolutely. Uh, exactly. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Well, look. Absolutely. I wish you the best drive on your way back. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me several times this afternoon. And for any of you guys listening, <laughs> we will be back in just a moment. We've got some feedback from a previous episode, and uh, it's going to be from Heather. So, Lee, I wish you safe travels, and um, you know we will talk to you. I think we'll be recording soon for some new Doctor Who, so we'll talk to you soon. That's true. All right. As always, it is a joy to talk to Lee, and uh, I can't wait for the next few days of when Relativity will be out. We will post it on our website, and we will let everybody know that the first episodes of Relativity are out. I hope that we have created some excitement for you because knowingly and knowing how passionate he is about the things that he creates, I can't wait to, to you know, to be able to listen to this. 
So thank you guys for listening. Uh, before we go, however, I wanted to share with you um, two things, actually. One is going to be our feedback that we've received from Heather. She uh, is sending some comments on Spider-Man, and she's also talking a little bit about Sherlock, which is kind of ironic that this goes into this episode, considering the, that Lee is a uber fan i would say of sherlock so let's listen real quick to what heather has to say hey guys it's heather here i just wanted to send in a a quick voice clip about um just some feedback and some questions i have so i hope y'all are all doing well and had a good christmas and new year's and uh got plenty of good time with your family so my feedback is on um, Spider-Man, the new movie that's coming out, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, y'all discussed it in episode 30. And I am personally very excited for this movie. I think it's going to be um, maybe uh, some of the same elements of the older movies, but I'm hoping they'll bring some new things in. And to me, the character uh, in the movie, uh, uh the actor looks younger than Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. So I think that's interesting too. Um, I really like that Tony Stark's in there. I think that's an interesting look at him. And I don't know anything based on the comics or anything, uh, how the movie's supposed to be or if he's supposed to be in there or anything like that. But I do like that he's in there. I think maybe we could get a different side to him than what we've seen. I'm sure he's still going to be cocky and very arrogant, but I'm hoping maybe we'll get a different side to him that maybe he's realized from, you know, the the different things that he's tried to do in his line of work that maybe he needs to change his ways. And I'm sure he'll be mostly the same, but I'm hoping we'll see a different side to him. And uh, I'm just very excited for it. It looks good. Um, the suit, I like the Spider-Man suit. I didn't really like it in Civil War, um, but it's kind of grown on me since I've watched the trailers and things. I, so I'm just excited to see how all that works and his eyes moving and the web shooter and everything. I'm just really excited to see all that. Um, and I do have to say that Tobey Maguire, out of the movie Spider-Man's, uh, is my favorite. And I know maybe not a lot of people like him, but I grew up watching him uh, in the theaters. And <clears throat> to me, he, I don't know, I just always liked his character as Peter Parker and then as Spider-Man. I know that Spider-Man's supposed to have a more kind of a, kind of a cocky attitude, too, and just kind of, you know, makes jokes and just kind of is... Uh, doing his own thing, and then Peter Parker is supposed to be kind of the nerdier um, <clears throat> side to him. And I think that Tobey Maguire did a good job. I liked him uh, in the movies. I will admit the later Spider-Man movies weren't the best, but the original, like the first Spider-Man, uh, I really enjoyed. And I like his character. I think he did a good job. Andrew Garfield, he was um, pretty good. Uh, I didn't really care for him that much, because to me, he didn't really look like... Um, Spider-Man that I knew, which I don't, again, I don't know anything based on the comics, so, but uh, to me, he looked too old to be playing a high schooler, and I don't know, I couldn't really get behind his, his character, I couldn't really get behind him as Spider-Man, um, 
And I didn't like the second Amazing Spider. To me, it just wasn't, was not very good at all. But <clears throat> that's just my little critiques. But I am very, I am very excited to see how the new one is portrayed and how, you know, if there's similarities or new things, I just want to see how it's going to play out. So I'm very excited to see it. And I hope y'all are too. And the second thing I want to talk about is Sherlock. I don't know if y'all have seen the new series yet, and I'm not going to say any spoilers or anything, but I hope y'all have seen it because the first two episodes I watched last night and they are amazing. As always, Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman are extraordinary actors, and I think they do an amazing job playing off of each other as Sherlock and uh, Watson. I just think they, they work really well together. And I just think that it's going to be a very interesting season. The first two episodes, to me, the second one is a little, little confusing. Not really confusing, just kind of, you have to see more to understand how it's going to play out. And I'm sure the next episode will explain it. But in typical Sherlock fashion, they leave you kind of on a cliffhanger. But um, I just want to know y'all's opinions. If y'all have seen them, how do you how do you like this Sherlock series? Uh, I've listened to the uh, y'all did a podcast about Sherlock, and I listened to that one and I enjoyed that one. So I kind of want to hear y'all's feedback for the new season. Um, and one of my favorite characters in this new season is Miss Hudson. She is just she's always like snapping back and, you know, she you know that she's been through some things in her life and she does not take anything off anyone. And she is one of my favorite characters. So I just I really am excited for the new season of Sherlock. I think it's going to be very good. We've waited a while. Um, I know we got that episode. I think it was last Christmas where they did kind of a older or kind of a nod back to the older Sherlock a little bit, which I didn't really get that episode. It was okay. Um, but to me, the whole like dream sequence or his, I, I don't know. I just didn't really care for it. I liked the style of it when they like went back into um, a nod to the older series or the older um, Sherlock. I liked that. I wish they would have just fully gone on with that. But, um, so I was just wanting to see what y'all's opinions were on all that. And, um, I, I am looking forward to, you know, the Spider-Man movie and Sherlock. And so I hope to, um, hope to hear y'all's opinions on those things. And so thanks for just, thanks for doing the podcast. I'm really enjoying it and getting caught up on all the episodes and can't wait to hear the next episode. Bye. Very good feedback. Thank you so much, Heather, as always. And for anyone else who would like to send us some feedback, you can do so by going to our website, www.discussingwho.com. We've got information on there about how to leave some feedback. You can send us a message on Facebook, which is facebook.com backslash discussingwho. You can record a voice clip on your smartphone and email it to discussingwho at gmail.com. As always, we appreciate your feedback. We love getting it because we really are wanting to hear from you. And if you are subscribed to us on Stitcher or iTunes, 
rate the show, leave us some feedback on there. That helps us to get promoted on things like Facebook and let other people find out about us. So, you know, spend two or three minutes. If it takes that long, we would very much appreciate it. And leave us some feedback on there. And without further ado, we are I am out of here. You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.